0: Hello and welcome to the Smartest Energy Talks podcast. My name is Emma Smeaton, Marketing Manager here at Smartest Energy, and I'm joined by Luke Pryor and Owen Moulton from our INC supply team today. Thank you both for joining me. No,
1: no problem. Thanks for having us. Good
2: morning all. Oh, thank you.
0: So, the topic for today's session is centred around certified renewable electricity and the growing appetite that we're seeing for businesses as net zero becomes much more of a mainstream term. Um, especially on the approach to COP26. Um, We recently attended a virtual event called Driving Sustainability in Higher Education. And we met sustainability managers from many universities and colleges across the UK. And a lot of the questions that came up we'll be covering in today's session. So Luke, let's start with a very simple question. Um, What does Certified Renewable actually mean?
2: Thanks, Emma. Um, I think that's a good starting point as any. So, independent certification is something that has been around since 2015, and essentially, what it is is an added layer of assurance by an independent party. Um, so, what it does is ensure every megawatt hour is backed by a UK recognised certificate. This could be the Rego or guarantees of origin certificates that are currently in play in the market. And what it essentially allows is full visibility of the Certificate from the point of generation right through the supply chain to the consumer. So SMART has actually used the Carbon Trust as our independent certifier. Um, we are the first supplier to do this uh, since 2015, um, and we're actually the only supplier to have any form of independent certification for quite a while. But it is encouraging to see a lot more of the market picking up on this and, and having their own measures in place. So, in terms of what the Carbon Trust actually do. Um, they essentially ensure all our renewable products are compliant with the greenhouse gas protocol scope two guidance, and as part of that, that any certificates, which is, is regos or goos, are all matched up with all megawatt hours uh, of supplied energy over the full contract term for any customer that is on any renewable product, and they do ongoing quarterly and an annual auditing as part of this as well and I think having something like this in place is ultimately been driven by customer demand There's no doubt it's been an increasing requirement for more and more customers to report on carbon emissions or more customers having a net zero agenda in place and I think accuracy of this performance and meeting these benchmarks is absolutely critical. So to have a not only a renewable product, but I guess the added assurance that that everything is correct gives them that, that extra confidence in the market, in the suppliers that they're using. Um, and you know they'll be need to, to benchmark against um, any returns of investment, any projects that they put in place, as well as having that nth degree visibility of their fuel mix as well so i think all in all the certification gives a lot of confidence to customers it gives supply transparency which arguably isn't as strong as it could be in the energy market um and it just acts as a very credible form of independent insurance own anything more you can add on that
1: uh yeah I'd, um so one thing we'd add would be about the energy labels that we, that we send out each year to, to our renewable customers. Um, it's, a, it's a core part of the, of the renewable product for them. Um, the label helps illustrate the zero carbon electricity supplied by stating their zero scope to emissions, which will be zero if they've had the product for the whole year. Um, it also states their megawatt hours supplied, the provides product fuel mix, so customers can showcase the source for electricity We also state zero radioactive waste for just some reassurance that there's no nuclear in the renewable product. All of this means a customer can use the label as evidence in their carbon reporting. The labels themselves this year have gone through a thorough review with feedback from customers, helping us to improve the label. Um, One big output of this has been the addition of a page guiding customers on how to use the label, what it shows and where it can be used as well. Customers have found that their label helps them engage key stakeholders, so their workforce, their customers, um, and their suppliers. It's a great opportunity to narrow your colours to the mask, so to speak, not just in annual reporting, but visibly throughout Premises. Uh, I have one particular customer that has them up in the entrance to each building.
0: Great. Thanks, Owen. Um, Luke, you mentioned Rego certificates, and um, just for anybody that's listening who doesn't know what Rego stands for, it's Renewable Guarantee of Origin Certificate. Um, Regos were a big headline in our latest non-commodity cost forecast webinar, um, and that's due to the significant increase in demand over the last four years. Um, you covered this at the event last week, Luke. So can you give us a bit more detail, please?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think this has been uh, a very hot topic at the moment. Um, and there is ever more exposure to how the the Yuko regos are traded um, and how the the price drivers impact the market. But in essence, um, they've been a, a tradable commodity since 2015. The market for the first two, three years was fairly stable. So as we entered the summer of 2018, we saw a real spike in the Nordic hydro price So what this essentially meant was the UK became an exporter of Regos to the continent, which that was the first significant price driver in the market. And that led to an increase of Regos, consequently of that. Moving through to 2020, then we had real different impacts that not seen before with both Brexit and the pandemic. So Brexit really led to. An uncertainty of of the commercial arrangements with Europe, of course. The pandemic, as I mentioned there, well, that was a real um, nationwide hit, of course, to many businesses. And we saw demand destruction across the market. So not only were were wholesale prices dramatically decreased, um, not just energy, we're talking gas and, and oil as well. But um in, in terms of Rigos as well. The the demand was, was quite simply not there. Supply was from demand and we saw Rigos go to a, an all-time low over that period. However, now as we've entered 2021, that has been a complete shift um, completely with the recovery of of UK and global economies. We've seen a, a huge, huge surge in demand from um, Rigos. So this has been in both suppliers and consumers. I think it's important to, to differentiate that. Consumer demand would be where the customers have a, a net zero journey, a, a project, a target. And of course, they want to have a, a renewable product to match that. And then suppliers, certainly some of the big six, are now looking to go fully renewable. Um, and hence, this is really driven that, that demand, as ever mentioned there. You know, it's doubled in four years from about 50 to 100 terawatt hours which is, is quite phenomenal really Um, i think this coupled with the uncertainty of, of goo eligibility this, this european equivalent of, of rigos um, and in the short term we've had a low wind output which was was unexpected you've created this perfect storm and prices now from sort of this time last year, maybe around the 2030p a megawatt hour mark, we're now reaching that three pound a megawatt hour mark, which is quite unprecedented. So yeah, very interesting times. Um, And if you do want more information, we do have a dedicated renewables trading team that will be more than happy to discuss any opportunities or questions.
0: Great. Thanks, Luke. That's a great recap on um, on the Rego content that you covered in your presentation. Um, so, moving on to a case study. Um, I mean, one of the case studies that we actually took to the higher education event was the Cambridge Colleges one, um, which we signed last year. Can you tell us a bit more about the renewable products that the Cambridge Colleges went for?
1: Yeah, sure. So, I suppose, firstly, we're really happy to have the consortium of Cambridge Colleges on board um, and to have been able to find a solution to their renewable sourcing needs. Um, the drive for next level renewable product for Cambridge colleges came through the students as well as the consortium themselves. Uh, buying renewable wasn't enough, it needed to be local. So working with World Connect Energy Services, we've put together a solution whereby 80% of the college's electricity requirement is supplied by two solar farms, Stowbridge and Abbey in Cambridgeshire, both from Toucan Energy, whilst uh, Smartest Energy then sourced the remaining 20% from other solar generators. It's not just about putting in place contracts and leaving it. We're working with Cambridge Colleges on engagement activities to make it visible around the colleges. So that's for you to deliver a variety of support activities, be it static marketing campaigns or potential solar site visit and in-person support at the colleges as well.
0: Great. So, how does the supply contract work for multiple sites or campuses?
1: So, uh, the colleges are on a what, what we refer to as a framework agreement. Um, it provides them with a collective approach, but retains flexibility and independence for each college as well. Uh, the framework aggregates the colleges together into what we refer to as a buying group, meaning they have a volume large enough to hedge on the market flexibly, taking advantage of multiple decisions rather than a single fixed one this is typically for longer periods so not just relying on a one year at a time fixed contract which is obviously a very personal issue at the moment given what's happening with electricity prices uh, within this though each customer retains their independence as their own charges so they're not subsidizing one another uh, additionally under the framework structure they can have their non energy treated as pass-through so that means they pay the actual outturn rate of the charges rather than an estimate uh, where smartest would then take on the risk of those charges outturning higher or lower at the end of the period. A framework also offers more budget certainty options. So with the ability to set non-energy charges annually or if you need a bit more budget certainty, but also load manage, you can have a more bespoke option for that as well.
0: Okay, thanks. And if any listeners wanted to explore the options for getting involved with a local renewable generator, how can Smartest Energy help?
1: So, this is where our specific renewable products would come into play. Uh, It maintains the Carbon Trust certification that Luke's already talked us through, um, but allows customers to choose their preferred source of power, so technology, location, even down to the specific generation sites as we've done for Cambridge colleges.
2: Yeah, that's right. I mean, just to add on that, Owen, I think it's probably pertinent to talk about corporate PPAs as well. I think that's we would probably see that as the natural next step from that renewable specific product um, as customers just want a bit more um, bespoke requirements from from how their supply comes from. So essentially for a CPPA is, it's not just an agreement between the customer and supplier. The generator is also involved as well, so that would be a a tripartite type agreement. And I think the the drivers that we've seen certainly since that type of product was available is long-term price certainty, so these are typically 7 to 15-year agreements, Um, you know, they did start out maybe around 20 years, but as the demand has grown through the market, there's uh, the product has been a bit more, it's become a bit more scalable and, and, and fitting to customer demand in the market. I think the other element is additionality, There's, you can't get away from that. That's a key key element to, to consumer and government mandates is having increased amounts of renewable generation in the market, and undoubtedly that is on customers' net zero. Plans as well. So these are what I mean by that is is new build projects um, off the ground, not existing assets, and a customer can set up an agreement that essentially funds and supports this additionality. And I think the that these long term agreements that CPPAs will deliver um, give price security. I think you've only got to look over the last few weeks to really see where price security would have been important for customers. And um, notwithstanding the, the numbers themselves, the, the volatility is, is, is nothing like we've ever seen before. So, to have a firm price that is essentially fixed for, like I said, seven to 15 years, I think is priceless. And I think another element to, to play into that now is that we're seeing some of these new build projects that would deliver a wholesale cost around the £50 a megawatt hour mark. Now, this time last year, that wouldn't necessarily have necessarily been particularly attractive in the market but once again when we're seeing the market going to three figures for certainly the first 12 months um, and beyond that uh, looks increasingly appetizing to a lot of customers so i think the corporate ppa now is a product that isn't just for your blue chip tescos and marks and spencers type companies it's one that many UK consumers can actually be a part of.
0: Okay, great. Thanks, Luke. Um, I guess just as we kind of bring the podcast to an end, um, it would be quite quite good to end on three kind of key takeaways. And you, um, in your slides at the higher education event, you, you had a nice close to the presentation, which covered kind of three key points. Um, so, I wonder if you could cover those off again now, if you can remember them.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll certainly try. I mean, I think it was difficult to, to just condense them down to three, really, because there's so many different angles which you can approach net zero. But I think from the outset, you know, the measurement and, and benchmarking of, of any projects, and by setting meaningful, meaningful targets is essential. Um, and, and where that can be linked to these science-based targets and what are essentially global benchmarks is really important for customers. And I think as part of that, you know, customers have their areas of expertise. It's probably not energy in the most most of the cases. So having that ability to collaborate with the energy experts, and by that I mean suppliers like Smartest Energy, TPIs and consultants, or even the generators themselves, it's something that we've seen that has reached a lot of success and I think that type of partnership that collaboration is probably the energy contract of the future and then the one people would probably be a bit more familiar with is the renewable product products themselves um, and that is having a energy component that allows customers to report hundred percent renewable energy and you know whether that is you know the entry level the first step into a renewable product or something a lot more bespoke like a corporate ppa or our renewable specific products then that's fine they can start at any point but i think customers need to get on that journey and and help drive towards the future
0: thanks leek and Owen, just finally, how do our listeners get in touch if they'd like more information about our products?
1: Uh, so, yeah, Luke or I or anyone in the team would be happy to have a call or a meeting, um, provide a bit more information, and there's a number of guides and product sheets on the website as well, um, as well as a, a uh, sales inquiry form you can complete, and, and we'll get back to you. Al- alternatively, uh, Luke and I are both on on LinkedIn and, and available to. Um, connect and, and talk on there as well great thanks
0: okay well that brings us to the end of today's podcast so thank you for joining us today Luke and Owen and thanks to our listeners and we'll see you next time thank you